Hello, this is Steve Argyle, the sexiest artist alive. Also, I am a liar. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Woo! Brought to you by Good Games! Oh boy, do we need a collective noun for insanity. Well, with Trump's presidential campaign, and today an online news site premiered that doesn't have pop-ups, and you can find the link to the next page. Oh, that's crazy! Uh, so what could it be? A cottage of crazy? A patio of paranoia? How about... Yes, a mansion of madness. This is insane good, not insane bad. Mansions of Madness 2 has less to do with the White House and more to do with neoclassical architecture, spooky sandstone colonnades and oval offices. Oh, uh, this is Seven Land Hand. It's also Matt's bad throat. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, oh, I've got no excuse. Listen to that music coming in. Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition is a collaborative app-driven board game from Fantasy Flight Games. It was released in 2016 and was originally designed by mathematical madman Cory Konechka and then spruced up by Nikki Valens. It's a game of Lovecraftian horror for one to five players and like all brushes with insanity, it requires a tablet. Depending on the scenario chosen, it'll take you 120 to 180 minutes to play. Because it's so new, so far, it's only won a place in our hearts. <laughs> That's touching, isn't it? The game's elevator pitch reads as follows. Fight for your life in Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition, the app-assisted horror game inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft. From the makers of Eldritch Horror, this fully cooperative game takes you and up to four other players on a harrowing adventure through the dark and desolate halls and alleyways of Arkham. Much like the original Mansions of Madness game, the 2nd Edition offers a number of thrilling and confounding scenarios, each with a unique and unpredictable map, intricate puzzles, and bloodthirsty monsters. Mm-hmm. One disclaimer before we proceed, Corey Konechka and Nikki Valens are not actually madmen. For a start, <laughs> Nikki is a woman. However, Corey once chewed a jam donut into a perfect 3D rendering of H.P. Lovecraft's mother. But what does it all mean to gamers? Here to spookily enter a crumbling manor house with me, it's a murder of Matt McHale. I think I murdered that microphone, woohoo. Listen to that voice. Mm, yeah. You're not crowing on about anything, are you? No, so not did tonight. That murder of Matt McHale, <laughs> crow. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie, give us Moon Lawrence. Coming to you live from the strange high house in the mist. One day, I was thinking about give us Moon. One day, we're all going to go to the end of the gym, exercise, and we'll all be svelte crescent moons. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. Dear. That could happen. Yeah, it could. It could. It probably Just, won't. Not not end looking the, at the end calories. The podcast. Let's go home. That, that one was enough. <laughs> not looking at the calories before me and Matt here in uh, in Perth, the Perth end of the pod. Uh, we're nowhere near being a crescent moon for quite some time. Um, <laughs> hey guys, um, hey guys, um, guys! Walking through those iron gates back there—that was harrowing enough, gents. But what's what's it going to be like inside? Uh, you know, as we walk up this drizzle drizzle soaked driveway, please tell me what have your weekend geeks been like? There's a lot of news this going on, isn't there? There's a fair bit of thing that, yeah. uh, things going on, going around and uh, town and whatnot. The first thing I put at the top of my list was uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah. Luke oh. Cage is at the top of my list. Have you finished this, Jamie? I sure have. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet. I'm, I'm about halfway through. but I've finished. Uh, that's because Luke I spent Cage. too much time watching Lost. 
We but, could, yeah, which is your own fault. So we're going to spoil it for you tonight, Matt, by <laughs> no, showing you exactly do that. what's going to happen. Don't do that. No, no, no. It's uh, it's it's great. It's lived up to all my expectations. It's continued to provide a thrill ride of. How have Netflix managed to crack it all of a sudden after millions yeah. of years of television? I'm sure it's millions of years. <laughs> yeah. um, all of a sudden, Netflix have come out and go, we know how to do this. Here you go. You know, I, mm. I love going back. What was the first thing I watched on Netflix? Probably Orphan Black. Yeah, I remember you talking Fantastic. about that. Yeah. And here we are. Orphan did Black didn't make Netflix. I mean, Netflix didn't make Orphan Black, did they? Yeah, I think that was a Netflix original. I wouldn't like to go no. on record of it. I wouldn't like to be recorded on a <laughs> podcast as saying such, but oh, I saw it on Netflix. Let's leave it like that. No, it's not actually. No, it comes out uh, on BBC Canada or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, BBC USA or something, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm loving it. And, and one of the things I, I, I'm really appreciating about the, the series is the topless, the muscly black men. Oh, sorry, the music. Oh, uh, the, yeah, well, no, the topless, muscly black man is not my thing, but... Yeah. Uh, each to their own. No, the music. The music is just amazing for this whole series. It sets the tone. It tells the story. It. We'll get back to music a bit it's later on, I awesome. think, as well. I've got another show I don't want to talk about purely for music, but I don't mm. want to move on from Luke Cage because no. there's a, if you're not watching the show, listener, you need to be all over it, don't you? What I, I love, and it's continued, it's continued where it left off from, uh, from Jessica Jones, in, in the same style, tone, yeah. the, the storytelling conventions, all Ignoring the same. Ignoring the big heroes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the first, I think there's been the first mention of an actual named uh, hero in the, in the universe. Did they name, name him? They did name name. Who did they name? It was Captain America. Did they? Uh, I know they've gone, yeah, they've they definitely, definitely done Daredevil, I... definitely done Punisher shooting up the yeah. place. They've referenced, you know, those guys over on... Up in Manhattan yep. or something like that. Big green guy. Yeah, big green guy. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you- and I love it. They're playing it down because uh, because Luke Cage is this grassroots undercover uh, hero that just doesn't want to draw too much attention to himself. He's he's focused on where he's at. He's not uh, you know out fighting crime across the whole city or the he's continent. The hero, he is what, very much what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's what's really endearing about him. He's he's, he's the the guy in your neighbourhood that's because uh, you can imagine yourself crime. in his shoes defending Harlem is what you could do, Matt. And I don't know much about Harlem, you know, <laughs> whether it's worth defending or not. But apparently, well, but you know what? What I really love about this show is how much I feel like it's showing me that that type that walk of life. Yeah, you know, like that, I'm because I'm completely I think... seeing somebody else's experience, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, because I think it's a lot. The, the Harlem's a lot different these days. I understand. I didn't get up there when I was on Manhattan. That's Island. what I hear too. Yeah, yeah. And from oh, shout out to Rita at Caroline's Comedy Club. She was a quality Jewish <laughs> okay. lady who was manning the ticket office when I went in there. She told me all about New York and how it isn't as edgy <laughs> as it used to be. As <laughs> <laughs> she removed the cigarette from her mouth. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, damn right. It was. She was. She was great. Just this week, I thought I need to write to Caroline's and just say, man. Rita, that was the best chat I had in America. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's a great show. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to finishing the series and seeing. Hopefully, well, this is my hopefully. Uh, once I'm finished with this uh, season two of Jessica Jones, will pop around. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. One thing, one thing I do want to point out for Luke. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler, and I don't know if they're even if it's a, a shout back to old 
let's guess, like black and white TV, like Flash Gordon kind of episodic stuff. Yeah. There's quite a few episodes where it's like, oh, Luke Cage is dead. What's going to happen next episode? He'll come back alive. And then at the end of the episode, Luke Cage is dead. How's he going to come <laughs> back alive? And it happens like two or three times in a row. And you're thinking, oh, it's a bit Flash Gordon-y, this bit. How long before you, everyone cottons on to the fact that he's actually He'll be indestructible? Fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and I'm just, at one while, of those While we're hanging out in the Marvel Universe, yeah. I went and saw Doctor Strange. Oh, she oh, Is that out? That, yeah, it's just that, out. That came out yesterday. Yeah. It, oh. it, uh, it is really good. Yeah, Cumber, Cumberbatch with the hand. It's I love Cumberbatch. I always have. Yeah. It's, look, it's... You said that before it, you even knew about Cumberbatch as well. <laughs> it's not quite Guardians of the Galaxy good, but it's better than Avengers good. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. It's not as bad... What, hang on. Give us that line again. I think I, I talked all over it. it. It's not quite Guardians of the Galaxy good. Yeah. But it's better than Avengers good. Oh, well, that's quite good because Avengers, Avengers good is quite quite very good. No, oh, I didn't think Avengers Good was all that good. Oh, well, okay, so it's not as hard. <laughs> but is, is Avengers Good better on its best day, or is it just average on even? If Avengers are sitting day. around about a campfire being mopey and upset about themselves, that's bad. But, all know, right, well, well, look, here we go. So, the really good in yeah. the Marvel Universe, that's, that's Guardians, that's the first Thor movie, that's uh, yeah. Ant-Man, Original and Thor's it's junk. I agree, I agree with you, Guardians uh, and, and the, the next tier of good. The next tier of good down is probably uh, the first Avengers movie, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, I, I'd probably throw in uh, the second Thor movie there as well. The no. bottom tier yeah. is Age of Ultron, which was just trash, um, and all <laughs> the Iron Man films, which I can't stand. Ah, <laughs> Jamie, you are on your own, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to confess, I have only seen the first Iron Man film. I haven't seen the others. I, Iron Man is where we all one. fell Don't in love with Robert further. Downey Jr. all over again. Mm. Ah. I was only just, I was listening to well, Mark Maron's podcast, WTF. Listen to it, even though he won't do a bump for us. Hi, <laughs> shout out there to Mark. Um, he was talking to Sarah Jessica Parker just recently, who went out with Robert Downey Jr. right up until the day that he sort of like... I don't know, self-destructed drugs and alcohol and jail and everything just went boom. Right. Very interesting chat. So what he got inside segue. was a good agent and uh, basically a guidance counsellor. He got a couple of years to think long and hard about himself. <laughs> <laughs> they put him in a room of mirrors. Um, <laughs> hey, we, we got away from Luke Cage a little bit because I've got a question about Luke Cage. Yeah. I'm not a Street Fighter nerd or one of those fight, but the, was there a gaming system back in the day that would have a character called Luke Cage, and it would be like, Luke Cage. Johnny and Cage. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Ah, big white guy with glasses. Yeah. Yeah, he was a... Uh, oh, he wasn't the military guy. He was... Uh, no, he was a movie star. That's right, he was a movie All star. All I remember is him saying, Cage. Yeah. Cage. You yep. know, and I thought, that's Luke Cage, and they ripped it off back in the day when you could rip stuff like that off, but yeah. not Johnny Cage, yeah. No, Johnny Cage. Um, yeah. So hang on. So get Jamie. Not to be confused <laughs> with Johnny Cash. Excuse me. It wasn't. So it's not Johnny Cash or Johnny Bravo. Give us the <laughs> uh, what's uh, Doctor Strange then? What's the without any spoilers? What what can you give us that sort of flavour for to to make us want to go? All right. So without without spoilers, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch gets to be 
an amazing jerk on screen, and he's really good at it. Ben Dick ben, Cumberpatch. Ben gets to have moments a, of repentance, he's and he's really good at it. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and in amongst it all, there's a lot of pointing and laughing at the Avengers and their oh, really? shenanigans. Yeah. While these quiet heroes have been saving the world hundreds of times unnoticed. Oh, so it's the intellectual man's rather than the yeah. uh, the thumpy alpha male man kind of. Well, except that the man in question is Tilda Swinton. So. <laughs> oh, well, she's yeah. pretty. She's pretty good. She's rocking that. Um, that uh, she was shaved actually head. really good in this. I, I, I've seen her in things that she's good before, but yeah, she's often she's often very weird in some of the roles she takes. Yeah. In this. She was playing a very straight role, but just being a really good actor in that role. Yeah. Uh, and I, really, I really liked her. All right, good. It's not Can't... on my list to go and see, but... Oh, it's uh, definitely on my list to go and see. No, I've, I've got a higher priorities than that. Have you? What's that? Well, Strain... I'm, waiting to, I'm waiting for Rogue One. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you, you've got two months to kill, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can make it to the cinema. It takes him... me two months to get to a movie. Yeah, we only pay him 35 cents for doing this podcast, <laughs> so it takes a while. <laughs> Yeah, and I spent that on uh, I'm I'm ty- sort of by on fixed paper drops to keep your voice in shape <laughs> and time sharing the microphone. Yeah. So, um, hey, can I can I put in? I can I twist the uh, the visual dial, the screen dial onto Westworld? Has anyone tuned into a bit of that yet? No, I, I really want to, but I haven't had the chance. Oh, it's on Fox, goodness. right? It's on Fox at the moment. I think it's like what they call it, Showcase, Showtime, something, show yeah. something. All right, we'll just tune into it. Case time. It's good stuff. And if the, the only thing I'm going to say is listen out for the music. When they walk into those Western world bars and saloons. Yeah. Now, this is all set up. This is in the future, right? So they've got all the music that we've got. You know those old automatic piano things, you know, where they've got the paper pianola. track. And it's like pianola, is yeah. that what we call them? And it's like ding, 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 yep. ding. You listen to the music in the background. And so far, we've picked up No Surprises by Radiohead oh. and Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Oh, really? Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, Again, it's, just, cool. it's just slipped in there. Beautiful stuff. And I'm sure there's other songs there that we just don't know, you know, but they've got lots of modern oh, current day references nice. of, of really cool tunes. How, how nice for Soundgarden. Yeah. I haven't heard of much from them lately. Oh, sh- hush, hush, hush now. <laughs> um, what else? Hey, speaking, what else? Of, speaking of interesting music. Yeah. Um, so I've discovered in the last couple of weeks, Abba's uh, getting shown, back shown by one of my staff members, Yeah, this this guy out of England called Professor Elemental, who is... We did Beyond Baker um, Street last month, eh, Jamie? <laughs> You're about 28 days too late with this one. He does chap hop, which is hip hop done <laughs> in a Victorian English accent and, and very polite. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's really, really great. Chap hop. Chap hop. Yeah. It's worth looking up. Okay. Uh, I'm not kidding in the least. He's very entertaining. So would that be the music that originates from England that mixes the hip hop genre <laughs> with elements from Chappist or steampunk subcultures and just uh, the stereotypical head, English obsessions such as cricket and tea and things like that? <laughs> that you are that... like a walking Wikipedia. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like you've got the internet just streamed into your mind. I had to look because it sounded so interesting. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll give it a yep. listen. Look, I'll take. I'll. I'll. I'm next up to bat. There's a lot of action going on in uh, console world as well, which I'm pretty pumped about. I got the uh, Gears of War four. 
has just dropped on uh, Xbox yeah. One. I've been getting into a bit of that. Mm, I saw that box. A bit, of, yeah. That's I'm most excited about. I'm such a sucker for buying the big box with the big stupid statue, and and I love that kind of stuff. I'm that's what when I'm like nine till fiveing during the week, mm-hmm. and things are going sour for me. I'm thinking. Yeah, but I've got the Gears of War guy on a bike at home, and if I press the switch, your lights up and everything. <laughs> it makes me happy. You've got a quite a thing for um, you've got quite a thing for big boxes lying around, haven't you? Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of cool mini boxes over there with the others <laughs> and um, all the extras for. Oh, I think it's uh, oh, got Blood Rage, Zombicide, Black Plague, mm. all the extras. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd point that out. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a box opening. <laughs> An unboxing for that. And, oh, the other one that's coming out is uh, Titanfall 2. That's yeah. coming out uh, within days. I think it's already out as we record this, but by the time you hear it, it's definitely out. These so days, you, everything gets out earlier than they say. I mean, beta test, beta access. Oh, yeah, but then like they that, release but it. But this is, the, this is the crappy thing, right? They, you, you pre-order it to get all, all the fruit. Mm all the nice statues and everything, but then they ship it and they ship it by the slowest method. You know, it's like some <laughs> guy on a tuk-tuk or like a push bike <laughs> dr- riding across the, the Nullarbor to, you know, Perth, which is the furthest point from anywhere. longest way you can go. Yeah, and so it yeah. arrives after everyone's already logged in and become brilliant at it, but then you get the sweet statue, so it takes the edge off of it a little bit. But still, I'd, just I, like, I'd like to point I out, feel- screw you, Weeby Games, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad about it, but I, I've never made it over to Cannington. However, I now feel that I know for a fact that it's decorated with old video game statues. Uh, <laughs> no, that's my lounge room. <laughs> yeah, but you're not far wrong. I think he just rotates them out, out every now and then. Actually, that's what you should do. Should do just yeah. rotate them out. Hey, I'm going to do a very brave thing here. I'm going to announce Titanfall 2 is coming out, and I will be found as Dr. Dave Hellboy. D-R-D-A-V-E. Hellboy, if you see me, try to be nice, be on my side, help me out. Because I'll be getting my ass handed to me for the next couple of months until I catch up to everyone. Yeah. But yeah, Dr. Dave Hellboy, if, you, if you're on there, and they're like, uh, yeah, hit me up and we'll have a game. He does not have a real PhD either. <laughs> what? You don't have a real doctorate. Well, look at that certificate on the wall there. That, that's that, legit, isn't it? One that you wrote yourself. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's good paper. You legit, it's good paper. I admit it, it's and good And I use one of those. It's I, textured. And I melted a red candle onto it and stamped it with that i did lend you my red star stamp from school yeah Yeah. it means i'm a doctor in communism (laughs) yeah i've got one more thing i want to go on about and that was uh i've been watching a bit of the invictus stream lately sure you have you do that all the time yep i do all the time it's probably i watch it more than i watch lost so you know that's saying something yay canada oh canada (laughs) jay joy canada it's, uh, as we all know, the, the, what's going on at the moment. As we <clears> record this, it's just uh, only a couple of days out from Halloween. Yeah. Which we don't care about because we're Australians. No, we do. I love Halloween. Halloween's the best. <laughs> but they've done something really interesting. They were, every Wednesday night, they record a Google Hangout. And it's their, you know, their current game system. And they were, they're playing Dragon Age 2, uh, Season 2 at the moment. And uh, they decided to drop a little early Halloween trick or treat. And they turned it on ahead and they played this game. It started off all normal and then all of a sudden everything dropped out. Everything seemed to be mucking up on them. And it turns out they then started playing a game called View Scream, which was a completely narrative-driven uh, RPG where there's no die rolls, there's no uh, 
tables or anything like that. It's just pure role play played via Google Hangouts or via Skype and things like that. So, um, and it was amazing. I, I dropped into it uh, towards the end, so I was a little bit confused about what was going on. And then I uh, went back and watched from the start, and what I saw was just. It, I was I was waiting with anticipation for this turnaround to happen, and it did not disappoint. I really, I really enjoyed the uh, the story. So, I encourage anybody who's interested go and look up the Invictus stream on YouTube on their YouTube or Facebook page, uh, Facebook channel, channel yeah, and uh, have a look at their uh, view scream uh, playthrough that they did last night. Brilliant cool. stuff. Right, we're going long on Week in Geek stuff, but... Uh, we did warn people that there was a lot going on around. There was a lot going on. I would just like to point out MTG Jewels on the consoles. I'm enjoying it at the moment. Yeah, you're okay. the only one. Yeah, but you're playing it on the iOS, and it seems to be screwing you over on that. Yeah. It seems to be doing me fine on the Xbox One, and I'll be going to PS4 soon, because everyone's <laughs> telling me that I need to be on PS4. I'll join you there. Yay. And also... <laughs> Also, Max Stupid. Who else in the world there wants to rant about how just hobbled all of our devices have become since the new the new releases come <laughs> out? It's ridiculous. Just want to rant. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That could go on for another twenty minutes, but, but I mean, it's not because uh, Jamie, want... you got anything else? No, it's been a busy week. I haven't had a lot of geek time, sadly. Oh, I do have one more thing. Yeah. I lied. Uh, I did the Zombies Run Virtual Race. You five, did five kilometers the other day, as and uh, I completed it. Without breaking it. a sweat, I no, I broke a sweat and nearly broke my lungs getting around. I think that's why I'm feeling so ratty at the moment. Yeah, is uh, yeah, I ran my five k's and uh, earned myself a nice little zombies run medal and uh, and a t-shirt, which uh, I'll be sporting. What, they send every- you real gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you boy. send them money. You, you know, oh, okay. this That's pretty thing. cool. They have this exchange system yeah. where you send them money and they send you goods and services, but not so much of the services. And so I got a T-shirt that I could wear, and so I wore that, and which is this funky little uh, camo, like urban camo shirt. Yeah. And then at the end of the race, there was a little envelope that said, do not open until the mission is complete. Yeah. Well, I completed the mission, and I tore that thing open. Which Metal. You were going to do anyway because... <laughs> I, I resisted the urge to break it out early. And, uh, yeah, so I'm quite chuffed. I was going to do the 10K, but then I realized that, hmm, I'm not quite there yet. That was a lot of K. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm actually hoping that I might get a chance because these guys have done a board game, which, okay, I'm not going to get into, but uh, it might be interesting to... Uh, Speak to these people at one stage as a as a little maybe an extra. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll play. I'll play with. You. Yeah, because I, I think it's getting so popular now that the the app itself is almost a board game. Yeah. So I think it could be considered in our wheelhouse. I'm just going to put that out there. It's like Pokemon Go, but with <laughs> more calories getting burnt. That's it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. zombies. Yep. And no Pokemon. And chases. Yeah. And no Pokemon. No eggs. And no Go. Oh, there's plenty of Go. Less Pokemon. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, look, hey, there's a whole mansion of madness ahead of us. And this is a pretty dense game. And, you know, everyone's <laughs> tuned in to find out about it. So we should probably get into a bit of that, yes? I think we shall. Sure. Win Mansions of Madness second edition for commenting on the Facebook page for this show. That's episode 78 at facebook.com forward slash Sevenland Hand. We'll announce last month's winner of Beyond Baker Street later in Neats and Twos. 
Good Games HQ has sleuthed long and hard on that result, and I think they beat Sherlock to it. Uh-huh. Wink, wink, nod, nod. See where I'm heading there? Uh, no more. Yeah. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the gaming review. This month, it's Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. While stocks last, Good Games is giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Mansions of Madness. All you have to do is sneak into your local Good Games store, wave away all the crows, and state this month's password... Wendy, Wendy Adams. Adams. Wendy Adams. She of the character sheet and investigator list. Investigator of the game. In Mansions of Magic 2nd Edition. So for the next four weeks, walk in there and say... Wendy, Wendy Adams. Adams. That's while stocks last. Okay, on with the show. All right, welcome back. Whew, glad that music's over. It's, yeah. It's endless, isn't it? It was, it was... It was a long one. Ominous. It was ominous. That's exactly mm. correct. All right, Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. This is a big box, guys. This isn't just your quick, you no. know, uh, open the box, learn how to play it, bang out a few copies, uh, a, a few uh, gameplays, is it? This no. is... Um, you sit, You are sitting down for 120 to 180 minutes. There was quite well, a bit of setup involved. You know what? We, we say that, but at the same time, one of the things I love about this game... Is, is that it, you're sitting down for 120 to 180 minutes. <laughs> oh, man, I love getting off my feet. No, yeah. it's that... Uh, it's that for all that you open the box and it's it's daunting. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Once you actually get into the game, it's almost run for you. It does, you, and it you, gets you make the so many little choices, but they're little choices. There's not big ones. Well, we might be and jumping ahead of might be jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit here. So well, you're right. You're right. Let's, let's figure down. out. <laughs> let's figure out where are we? We're you know we're walking into as yeah. the name. Of the game says we're walking into a mansion, aren't we? Or, uh, of several different narratives that portray a different story. Yeah. Well, second edition, it's all part of wrapped up in the Arkham, uh, Arkham mythos. Arkham so, Horror Files, uh, yeah, as that's FFG it. likes to call. That it. was uh, has been brought about through the works of H.P. Lovecraft and uh, Fantasy Flight of and, and Chaosium and Fantasy Flight have brought uh, a slew of games to the table now. And Mansions of Madness, this second edition is a re-implementation of the first. Yeah. And it's set in the same universe, so that Arkham horror universe. In Arkham. Uh, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Mansions from around Arkham. Yeah, and so I think so it includes- different, there's different stories that are going on. And if whichever game that you choose mm. on whatever level, you're walking into a mansion kind of unknowingly and trying to discover what is going on in this mansion and it, the the yeah app i'm about to say app right that's yeah. that's the big twist in the tale isn't it? there's an app now that's it and the players you're all investigators so you're yeah. assuming in in despite you know or do, irrespective of what version you're playing you're still assuming the role of the investigators who are unraveling the mystery of the mansion or the location and so to put it all in context in eldritch horror you're traveling worldwide to deal with strange investigations all over the place and yes. monsters appearing. <clears throat> in Arkham Horror, you're traveling all around one town trying to deal with all that. Depending on how this, many expansions you've got. <laughs> Mansions of Madness, this is the Scooby-Doo game. Yeah. This is the, you're the, you're, you're the mystery-solving teens who are going into that spooky old house and going to find the guy who's wearing a mask and take that mask off him. Except he's not a guy wearing a mask. He's a horrible monster. 
And, and one of the big differences in this one is it's a game for one to five players, and one of those players doesn't have to be like looking after everybody else. They don't. No. There's no keeper. There's no DM. There's no GM. The iPad, which there was in first edition, which there was in Sorry. the first edition. In this one, you're all playing against the app and. Once again, I find myself jumping towards the appraisal end of things. That was something that I really enjoyed because, as I've said to a few people now, when you walked into the foyer in the original game, you could see where the mansion was going to take you because you'd have all the tiles laid out in front of you. Yeah. In this one, you have one tile, and as you open the doors, the app says, oh, you need to go into the box and fetch such and such tile and mm. plug this in here, and it unfolds as it goes. Like, for example, if you walked into the original Mansions of Madness and walked into that fire and there was some clue going, oh, something's going on in the garden shed, you could yeah. look at the overall map and go, ah, oh, garden shed, that way. This is my quickest route to that. That's where I need to go and plot your course. In this one, all you can see is what your character can see, which is just the room around yeah. you. Brilliant. You can see as far as the locked door across the hall. Yeah. Literally. So I, I love that. I love that yeah. about this. We're probably it is really cool. Yeah. We're probably going to be interjecting with the uh, talk about the app all throughout this because it's yeah. completely the way it's been designed. It is immersed into every aspect of the game. It's the sixth player, Matt. It's it the is. Sixth it's, player. It is the keeper, like you said. Uh, from now, it, the the app is the keeper for all intensive purposes. It doesn't mean the players get away with not doing the uh, the the maintenance side of things. You know, and keeping no, up the tokens, and, and you're stuff still like dice that. rolling. You're still yeah. doing all the fun stuff. Well, yeah. look, how about we start rather than rather than talking about what's in the box? Let's talk about the app and what you actually see when you switch that on. Okay, well, Matt's the got app that, that right I've in conveniently got in front of me right now. It was playing music. It was playing music <laughs> earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, oh, uh, hopefully that came over okay. Mm. But um, the app is. Uh, I'm just going back to the beginning. Because this is one of the most important components in the game. It, uh, in, whereas in first edition, you know, as we, as we said, you had a player running things for the other players. This time, you've got an iPad or, or a, a tablet running it for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And much like XCOM, and, you're feeding information back into the app. Like there's there's particular key elements of like if you're trying to smash your way through some barricade or open a a drawer, if you've already given it two two attempts, those the like the veracity of that those that set of drawers that you're trying to break into is actually reduced by your previous attempts because the app remembers that you've tried to smash into it earlier on. Yep. Yeah. What do you got, Matt? So the first thing you do when you open the app is you're required to select a scenario. Uh, at at the current time, there's four scenarios available, uh, depending on. Uh, no, there's four scenarios. That's right. And each one of them has a variable difficulty level. Uh, it gives a, a duration, an estimation for the duration. In the first scenario, we're looking about 60 to 90 minutes. And then the next step, once you've selected your scenario, is to, is to then go on and choose the investigators. So again, you go to the investigators page. Uh, it's right there. And you've got eight to select from. Who? Yeah, eight, different eight. investigators, yep. So you're going to tell the app who's going to be in the game. That's it. So if you want to choose Agatha Crane, Carson Sinclair, or Father Mateo, depending on the number of players in the game, you just uh, select each of those. They appear down in your investigator's uh, toolbar. And then gain starting items is the next phase. Which, which is important because each character does, you know, as per usual, has different strength and yeah. sanity 
values, like abilities, like or strengths, I suppose. Yeah. So and you're going to find yourself looking at the cards yeah, before are, you actually choose your investigators until you're familiar with them. And each, and each one has a card. And they also, in addition to that, they have... Um, they have special abilities which have an effect on the game as per usual. So uh, looking at Agatha Crane here, after you resolve a horror check, you gain one clue, which is important for re-rolls and things. Yep. Whenever a monster is defeated, you gain one clue. That's William Yorick. He's the gravedigger. And Carson Sinclair, the butler, for another example, is another investigator within range, may prefer, perform one action, activate this ability only once per round. So the, 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 the app is going to know you've got these guys... Within the game. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether it has any impact on the starting items you get because when you go to the items page, it gives you, I I assume, a random selection of items. Although, from what I've seen so far, they seem to be very similar. I'm pretty sure it does actually affect it because we've. I've played it a couple of times now, and every time we've had a character that has a thematic item to go with them, it's been there. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. And then so, you, the, and then the next step is you can actually give those items. Unless you've got a, you have a character that says you have a specific item. Yeah. You can distribute those around. items, share them as, as you see fit. And you find, I guess, that there are certain item pairings to characters that just, you know, would give you the greatest benefit. So you do well, that. Yeah, because well, we, remember we had that. I forgot who it was now. But, you know, there was certain ones that. Um, to be successful with a particular item, you needed a, yeah. a successful law roll. Well, if you, you had a high law roll, uh, law ability, and I had a low low law ability, yeah. then we give you the spell, and then you've got more chance of being successful with That's that. That's right. Mm. Yep. The next step uh, is to, you also get two clues. So every every character investigator gets two clues to go with their items, and to continue the setup, you are then. Uh, interacting directly then to the the map, yeah. basically. So you're given the lobby of the mansion, uh, which is where all your players start, and then it then proceeds to go through uh, a little bit of. Well, there is a little bit of flavour text. Oh, a oh, narrative. Here goes. <laughs> You've been investigating the disappearances surrounding a wealthy neighbourhood for two. Matt's voice sounds a lot better all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, sorry, so that's, I, I that's forgot the about app, that. Adding part. a bit of atmosphere, which, yeah. which, yeah, which can be difficult to hear if you're in a crowded game shop. <laughs> but yeah. Um, if you, yeah, obviously, but it's all text. It's all supported by text, yeah. so you can read that. Uh, it then goes through a setup for this area, so it gives you the, your selecting tile. Now I'm looking at this one that I've just queued up now, and it's not one that we've had before. It's okay. a completely different starting tile. Yeah. And then it walks you through where all the barricaded doors are, the uh, open, the the secret. Uh, and you've got bags items. of this sort of stuff, and doors, yeah. and pictures, and like the, the map tile might have like four doors on it, but it'll ask you to hang a picture over one door, so it yep. disappears, and it's not an, an option for an escape. That's for another game. That's right. So it gives you search tokens. It tells you where to put the search tokens. It tells you where to put uh, barricade items. Tells you where to put uh, explore tokens. Now these tokens are all different, and they're all they're all approximately the same size, uh, but they're differentiated by you know the icon on them. So. Yeah. And then you place those out on the map, so they they line up exactly with what's represented on the app. And then as you interact with those things, they then if you if you've selected it, yeah, you, so then there's they an disappear. investigation token somewhere in the room. Yeah. 
uh, you just tell the app, oh, I'm going to go to this one here, and yep. you go and tap on it. It gives you some choices to yeah. make depending on what the, what you've revealed, yeah. and then uh, that token's removed. Or you, yeah, or so you resolve no it or something like that. Like, yeah. like you, and then there's doors, isn't there? Like, so you can open yes. a door. And it, a lot of the time it tells you a lot about what's near the side of the door. Like one of the scenarios we heard a whole bunch of noises and screaming and it sounded a bit rough and we thought, we'll hang back and we won't yeah. get involved in that. And that was probably not the best thing to do because things went badly for uh, one of the NPCs on the other side of that door. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be a hero. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we went... Matt's coughing up a lung here. Yeah. He's not much of a hero. I'd, I've never seen that sort of no, thing. No, it's look, as soon as I step inside that mansion, everyone would know I'm coming. But yeah, um, and there are other token, tokens. Uh, I've just come across another one that I have not seen before. Yeah, and that's the uh, sight token. So every time we've played it, that that's you get a different setup. You know, which includes basically the same story. So the narrative isn't isn't changed. It's the same narrative you depending on the scenario yeah. you've chosen. But then it just tweaks it and changes the setup, the initial layout. It might, might change it. I, mean, I know I haven't played it enough, but it might change it according to different players, different investigators that are going in there. Possible. Yeah. Or it's well, it completely... definitely changes some things according to the investigators. Yeah. Because at the end of every turn, there's a mythos step where all the bad stuff happens yeah and the, the bad guys move and attack and uh the plot advances and when that happens sometimes it'll specifically say hey you've got this character in the game if this effect can target him it targets him yeah. and you get a different bit of story if they're in range yeah if they're in range and that's the thing if you've got actual plastic miniatures in this game yeah. as well so you've got all the investigators are represented by miniatures and all the monsters that you encounter are represented by miniatures as well that's right that have their own slidey base card yeah. and tile it's, it feels so sad <clears throat> sliding in um some of the cards into the bases because you cover up a lot of um the nice artwork that's on them yeah which is a strange choice i think in my mind because while you're going to the trouble to create all that art yeah, then and then you you're just up. covering it up. It for me, it kind of defeats the purpose. Feels like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, doesn't it? just but I guess that's a small thing. But and they've got the same bases that they've got on some of the other games as well, where you can there's a little clip on the back where you can put in cards that have a, a long lasting effect. Yeah, as well. Yep, stasis, state tokens, things like that. Whatever. Uh, the interesting thing is on the app, it tells you when these monsters when they appear. But then they sort of they disappear off the app, and they go into uh, a bar. So part of a part of the app is a, is a, a, dr- a menu panel down the bottom that includes track of uh, narrative things, yeah. items that uh, might be critical uh, shared, like common items between every, the investigators. Yeah, like your own inventory yep. and stuff. Yeah. And then there's the the monsters track. So that keeps track of anything that's popped up, but you won't see it appearing on the map. Yeah, on the map itself, yeah. But you can choose whether you want to interact with it when it's your go because you've got how many movement? You've usually got like two movement and an action. Is that correct? Two, two. Well, you can move up to two. Yeah. Which, uh, which but like, you have uh, two active, two actions. Yeah. So you can choose those. Act, act, movement is one of those actions. It might be a good idea to go through what they actually are. So uh, movement is an action. Okay. Uh, so searching cool. is an action. Investigating is an action, uh, a, and I combat trading trading yeah items between players is an action. Combat is an action. So 
in, yeah, you know, interacting with yeah. objects is an action. And that object doesn't have to be a, an object. It can be a person. So you can you'd be interacting with uh, NPCs. Yeah, you can come. You can go up to stuff. So like we, we eventually did rescue someone. You'll be happy to hear, Jamie. And uh, then we went and oh, we went and had a chat with him. You know, and he, yeah. he was he was good for a few few bits of information about what the where the story was going. Yep. And then he basically told us to sod off and get on with that. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can. There's always an option to interact with, which leads to more narrative driven stuff. But then there's also the option that says ignore him. Yeah. And you do that and he just mills about. Uh, the app then takes over and controls where he moves around the uh, around the mansion. Yeah, sure. And, the, and like, even if you've got big tiles, uh, like a big, like the foyer, if the big, if the foyer is big and it's, div- sometimes it's divided up into the areas so that, you know, you're not moving huge distances yeah. for, for one movement. You know, it has got its, its own separated areas. Mm. There's a big footprint on this game because there are several decks of cards uh, there's the item inventory, the the common item. Yeah, yeah the, you're going to need some table space. Yeah. Yeah. So there's common items, there's unique items, there's damage cards, there's... Sanity damage. Sanity damage and uh, physical damage cards. There's state cards, there's spell cards, uh, and there's insane There's bags of cards. chits for everything, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like investigation points. And uh, other NPC tokens, they don't have their, uh, their own little miniatures. Um, and then there's what, what's in this bag here? Oh, a, a ton of clue tokens. So yeah. it's clue tokens we were talking about earlier on. As, as you gain clue tokens, uh, they can assist with rolls. Uh, there's eight-sided dice. Uh, they've got uh, clue images on them, blank images, and what the elder sign image. Yeah. Elder sign equals a successful roll. If you roll a clue token... Uh, image, you can use a clue token and convert that into an elder sign yeah. for a successful roll. So if you've got loads of clue tokens, that's currency. Yep, that's basically the role. Well, clue tokens are, are a form of currency in the game. Yeah. Uh, and then the blank sides are outright failures. You can't interact with those. You can't change them in any way. If you fail with the blank roll, it's a fail. Yeah, critical um, fail. Critical fail, yeah. There are also, I don't, did you mention that there were uh, NPC tokens as well? Yeah. So, yeah, so they go out on the board just like any other token. And as they move around the map, they're also tracked by the app. So you know what they're up to, where they move to. Uh, so there are a lot of things that are shared maintenance a lot of, of the game. Gear in the box. Don't yeah. be overwhelmed by it. It does, come, it does become apparent what it's all used for in its own time. Yeah. Um, You'll spend a lot of time putting the miniatures together. I know it took us quite a while to... Uh, and then they'll all fall apart again yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when you um, put them in the box and reopen next time. I think a little bit of glue is probably the way to go. Is there any, is there any downside to gluing these guys, Jamie? Not that I can think of, no. Mm, yeah, yeah I, I'd definitely advise that because we found that they, the plastics, while you know, they look great, they're not the most robust... Well, it's just that they're held into the bases by the tiny pegs. Yeah. So we, we, we ended up gluing. That's why these cultists have stayed together. I'm showing Matt the cultists that we've got because we glued them on. And actually, they're, they're, they're quite good. Yeah, so that's good. I, I definitely advise doing that. Um, other options depends, I've seen... I suppose it depends if you're going to paint them or not. If you're going to paint them, paint them and then glue them yeah. on. Oh, well, I've seen on Board Game Geek and, things like, and places like that uh, people who have actually given them proper slotter bases and, and uh, oh, okay to to and can kept the cards separate yeah with beautiful yeah. art yeah. oh yeah I think you know what I think that might be the way to do it 
But, uh, hey, some, something that we've overlooked as well that's in the box is a conversion kit for everyone like myself who owns Mansions of Madness, the original. So this is, I would imagine, we didn't, we didn't get into using this. This levels everything up and keeps it on an even playing field so that you can use every component from your original game in the, uh, in the second edition. And uh, I, I guess it just adds balance to those items. Yep. Um, looks like you've yeah, got pretty much. Yeah, it looks like you've got about six sheets of uh, new chits and cards, and a whole bunch of character cards. Looks like they've uh, leveled up the investigators a little bit. So that's cool. I, I like I like how they did that. It's not like they're just saying, "Yeah, toss your previous version in the bin." Uh, second edition <laughs> yeah, is here, and you now. want. Yeah, it, it's not a preventative factor. It's not like oh, I want to play it with the iPad, but I don't want to just forget about my old version. You can bring the old version with you. It's. Um, it, it's a real trend, I think. We're seeing. We, I think we really first saw it with XCOM. Yeah, uh, the way the app was. Oh, definitely. F- yeah, was yeah. completely integrated <clears throat> into that game. This is another example of where the app is completely integrated, because a lot of the the search actions and interact actions, a lot of that information is kept only on the app. So mm. any of the narrative stuff you access via menus. I get. I get lots of. So times. one one of the important things is that you are tracking. Your own sanity and health through the game. Yeah. Uh, that's In fact, that's probably the, the main thing that you have to track because if you go insane, you get an insanity card. Oh, these are so and good. They are amazingly cool because they change the way that you win the game. Yeah. Uh, everyone, you know, the base, the base for everyone is complete the scenario, make it out alive. But uh, yeah. as soon as you get one of these cards, no one knows what you're doing except you. I've got a few here, Jamie. Uh, like, so for example, if you lose all of your sanity points and you go insane the first time, obviously the second time you go through it, you will die. Um, but the first time you lose all your sanity points, uh, you'll get an insane card. And for what I'm looking at here, crisis of conscience, you, and it says on the back, you do not win the game as normal. Instead, at the end of the game, you win if the investigation is not complete. Otherwise, you lose the game. Uh, and there was a there was a cool one I read before. Oh, hang on, what's this? Pyromania. Uh, you do not win the game as normal at the start of your turn. If six or more rooms contain fire, which was a chit we didn't mention, you immediately win the game and the game ends. If the game ends for any other reason, you lose the game. So new win conditions for you all of a sudden because you've gone insane. <laughs> oh, which I think is really cool. It's like that. It adds a little bit of that trader element to um, yeah to games and. I'm always one for that. I love it how it when when a, when a game can twist mm. your motives within the game. So we've mentioned two uh, two phases. So the first one being the investigator phase, yep. where each player gets to independently take do an action or a couple of actions. Now you can do them out of sequence. So I could do one, you could do one, and then come back to me again, and then you finish off. Or yep. you could do them back to back. Depends on what makes sense for the scenario. Really, I guess if you want to see what's happened. As a result, uh, as a result, yeah. <coughs> and depending on what sort of skills you've got, oh, and me. what sort of, um, yeah, like you might you might trigger something, and then somebody, yeah. you, and you might have a like I was saying before, you might have a, a low lore ability, but you know that somebody has got a high lore ability. That's going to see them through the next wherever they've triggered the activating event, yeah. and then you you go to them before you finish your turn. That's right. So once all investigator actions are complete. On the app, you hit the button that then starts the mythos uh, phase. phase. Yeah. So that then gives you immediately, there's a pop-up 
that tells you some thematic effect, uh, the kind of thing, darkness falls, inky blackness envelops uh, Wendy Adams, bringing with it soft, gentle cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. I don't... That's a weird word. Cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. A weird... A gentle cirrhosis. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so gentle. (laughs) Place darkness in each empty space in Wendy Adams' room. Then she suffers one face-down horror, and then the logic... Oh, yeah, it's this, this face-down thing. Can you, can you explain that to us, Jamie, the, the face-down damage cards and the, how that works? Yeah, so sometimes you get face-down damage, which is just counted against your total uh, health or sanity. Yep. Uh, but then some cards will instruct you to flip your damage face up, and that has an extra effect on it. Yeah, and that, and that can be quite... And usually it tells you to flip it straight back down again so it's, it doesn't disappear. You don't discard it. And That's you, right. You just shuffle them up and pick one randomly. Yeah, and then you've got to um, yeah, deal with the consequences of, of whatever is on the other side of the, uh, the damage. So let me just flip a health damage here. Grievous injury. Resolve immediately. Suffer one additional face-down damage, then flip this card face-down. So there you go. So you've just... Something horrible has happened, and you've just uh, incurred another physical damage, yeah. and now you know your total's gone from if that was your only one, gone from one to two. Now, I um I have not played first edition, so Jamie, you have. Yep. Yep, and David, you have. Yeah. Now, long, were long these cards were the damage cards a feature of the first edition? Uh, no, they weren't. Okay, so it's something that's been added in now. I'm just guessing on the timeline here. Because Corey uh, Kanishka was involved in X-Wing, I, f- I feel that this is perhaps something that's been integrated over from that, that style of system where in X-Wing, if you draw damage, you then you, if you, it's critical damage, you get the card face up and you, your, uh, your pilot suffers the effects or your ship suffers the effects face up. But then if you just draw regular damage, then it's face down. But accumulative, you, it's, it's all accumulative damage, but you then have these optional flavor things yeah. which uh, affect the way that you can play the game. It tells you specifically. So, and, and, I mean, I don't, without knowing specifically, I, I feel that that is something that Corey's bought or, or something that has been incorporated. I know uh, Nikki Valens is the designer for this game. So is that something that they've incorporated, do you think? Because it's a, it is a very successful mechanic in X-Wing. What do you think about that? Sounds about right to me. Yeah. It's, uh, there's similar mechanics in some of the other um, horror games. Yep. Yeah. Which, uh, it's something we would have loved to, to have asked Nikki herself, but um, as, as yeah. per usual, you know, when we've uh, approached <laughs> uh, someone of the... The uh, opposite sex. We've been um, horribly <laughs> de- declined. Well, we weren't even horribly de- refused. We were just we didn't hear back. We heard yeah. we heard back from her secretary. Like Nikki would love to uh, think about that, and she'll be in touch, uh, perhaps. And yeah, nothing happened. I'd, then- I'd really like to know, uh, you know, how much of an influence other games, not just uh, the port from first edition to second edition, but the influence of. Other games within the fantasy flight realm yeah. that 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 help to create these uh, future games because I think that it, like you said, Jamie, there seem there seem to be a lot of uh, I don't know if you, not bleed over, but a lot of um, 
uh, inco- connecting ideas. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a good way of putting it. A diplomatic way of putting it. It's, it's in, what strikes me interesting is this uh, use of the iPad and technology along with the board game. Uh, the first thing that anybody I tell anybody outside of you know our sort of gaming world, you know the people that we know that play board games and and card games and anything else like that, like tabletop. As soon as they know that you're doing that, they think they say, "Oh, aren't you just?" isn't that all just going to disappear now that we've got consoles and, you know, everyone's playing on the PlayStation, all that sort of stuff. And it's, I just don't see it being the case at all because there's always something cool about having the tangible stuff, the artwork yeah. in your hands, the miniatures there, the cards in your hands. sure. That it just always wins out. And I love that instead of it being a, we're going to take up this corner of the world and we're just going to be the tangible (laughs) card-based stuff and pretty pictures. Here's a box of stuff. And the consoles and the iPads, they can do their own thing. Bringing the two together is just working for me every time at the moment. Like XCOM is like always our go-to game. If if we've got, if we just want a game and there's there's four of us, we're playing XCOM, aren't we, you know? Yeah, well, the XCOM app has not left my iPad since I put it on there. So it's it's always there. So it's always ready for a game. I mean, yes, you're reliant on it to play, but I, you know, if I've already if I've always got it on my iPad anyway, then you know but I've always got it ready to go. On you know, if it's a four player game, you need four players. You yeah. know, you're reliant on oh, we don't have enough players, so we're playing something else. So yeah. you know, the iPad's always going to be there. He's the friend that's always available. <laughs> <laughs> He's always there, ready to play. Yeah, uh, I like the the idea. You know, replacing the keeper with. Uh, an administrative app, which is just another sign of us being replaced by robots one day. No, but then you're all in. I mean, the reason why... We are all in, yeah. I've got Mansions of Madness, the original game. The reason why I didn't play it as much as I wanted to is because I knew that I would be taking the role of the Keeper. I didn't want to screw it up, and I felt a bit of pressure playing it. I don't want to feel pressure playing a game. You know, I just want to jump in with everybody else and play. And the app makes that sort of thing happen just a little bit better. And one of the best things is that it's actually such a good app that it, it makes the game virtually gateway. You know, like yeah, it's almost to the mean. point where a player who doesn't play games particularly can sit down and join in this adventure with you. Mm. I know what you're driving at, but I, dis- I don't think it's gateway enough. It's, I, it's not quite there, yeah, but it's, it's, it's so close. There's a lot going on. And, and you know, I think as, as, pe- as human beings, we're always uh, quick to underestimate what... A, you know, take for granted what we know. And I think, you know, we probably find a game like this. I was saying to Matt before we started, just just take the rules reference book and throw the, what was the other, the learn to play book? Yeah, yeah. I, I said to him, I don't think we use that. Just throw that in the bin and just use the rules reference. But that's largely reliant on the fact that we kind of know phases of game. We've played these Arkham Horror Files games before. We kind of know where it's going. So we can probably wing it from there and the cards are going to guide us through. But the learn to play does have some value. I think you made a good it point does. there, Matt. It puts in some yeah. good examples uh, of, of actual action turns taking place. Uh, no, so I, I, I'd keep it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dismiss you it. You wouldn't burn it immediately? No, no. <laughs> now, I think we described the game, you described the game as being quite dense in, yeah. in terms of volume, uh, whereas I don't think it's particularly deep. Yeah, so I know what, you mean. what I find is a lot of gear. A lot of gear, and you th- when you open it up, you think, "Oh my goodness!" You get overwhelmed by the the sight of all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of components. There's a lot to it. The app, of course, manages a lot of things. You're managing the rest. 
So, you know, you're working in, in tandem with the app. Yeah. But then <clears throat> once you get beyond the scenarios, there's not, there's not a lot of depth to the game. Like Nothing yeah, really there's, changes. There's the well, tricksy, fun puzzle solving yeah. to get through the scenario, isn't there? But it's not like you play it two or three times and you go, yeah. oh, hang on, there's a whole other level here. That's and then it. two or three more times, there's another level again. Yep. I don't, it's not like that necessarily. Well, that's, that's an interesting point because the way first edition, I believe, has the puzzles, the puzzles were physical objects that you interacted with. Is that right? The, they were there was like certain physical objects that you have to interact with. Uh, no, I couldn't. Oh, no, the reason yeah. I say this is because I saw... Rodney uh, Smith from Watch It Played playing first edition Mansions of Madness. And they had these puzzle things that were part of the game. So they were like these little things that they had to solve. uh, Yeah, so those have been moved to the app in second edition. Yeah, they're in the app. That's right. So they were, they were, excuse me, they were there and now they're on the app. So those are the things that we cheated at because we just kept doing it until we solved it and we didn't realize that you're only allowed to have two cracks at it. But that's our standard, you know, we cheat. Cheat, cheat. We yeah, we cheat on the first couple of yeah. goes because we don't, don't realise that we're breaking rules. We're learning. <laughs> we're learning, yeah. yeah. We refer to it as cheating. We're very mm-hmm. harsh on ourselves. Well, honest, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it just, it's just this backwards and forwards uh, between investigator's turn, mythos turn, and depending on the state of the game, the mythos turn adds a little bit more. So if there's a monster out, then the monster has a little bit more to do. If there are certain effects that have come into play, fire is an example. So if, if someone set fire to a room, uh, the fire has an option of sp- it can spread. And the app will keep track of that and, for Yeah, you. it does. Yeah. It doesn't tell you where the fire is. That's up to you because that's on the board. But it will tell you whether it spreads or whether it's extinguished, if you extinguish it, that sort of thing. So it's a mansion crawler is what this game <laughs> is, isn't it? Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's all the typical monsters are there, um, hunting horrors, the everything from the star spawn cultists yeah, uh, the, and just rioters. Yeah, the people with the Innsmouth look. Yeah, um, those guys. They're all there, and I think that that pretty much that sums it up for all the the, the components and the gameplay itself. Now, what we haven't gone into, I think, if we're going to. Is the actual mechanics of it, of making roles and, and uh, yeah. actions things? Like that. I, I think that's, that's something you figure there's, out. There's some, yeah, I think you have to kind of to kind of work through that a little bit. I mean, we, we can't probably do a learn to play with no. a game like this because it's <laughs> because just doing it audio wise, you need to see what you're looking at yeah. in front of you. Um, but it's you know how, you know how does it how does it play? How do you feel like it plays? I personally, I like the integration of the app and the game. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's a great example of how technology is, is keeping board gaming interesting and challenging and new uh, yeah. in, in various ways. And I also, don't get me wrong, I still love playing board games without technology. Yeah. But I think... It just works in some games, and this is a, this is a chance where you can make it work for you. Get everybody playing on your side until, of course, they've gone insane and they have <laughs> their traitorous yeah. instincts and things like that. But um, which is a great mechanic. How do you think? Of, how do you? What, what is your reaction to the? Uh, how does it play? Thing, Jamie. Uh, I'm a sucker for a crawler game of any sort. Yeah. Um, and Mansion Crawler with its Lovecraft theme, you know, I'm all over that. 
Exactly. It, I'm, I'm with you. This is like my wheelhouse. It plays like you're unfolding a story, like you're exploring a mystery, and that's what I really love about it. Yeah. yeah. This, this is so much in my wheelhouse that I'm aware that I'll be weak to saying this is great, and I'll, I'll give it so many marks up because it's, it's fantasy flight, it's beautiful, it's Lovecraft, it's like you say, it's a mansion crawler. Uh, it's using the app there, so nobody has to be the keeper. So there's no pressure on it. Um, I, you know, I initially felt like when we opened it up and I saw all the stuff, I thought, oh, this, you know, okay. you, you've been working all week. You know, we get together on a, I was going to say all week, but we, we get together <laughs> on a Tuesday night to play, Matt and I. We open up this box and we think, oh, you've got to learn all this stuff. And there's a lot of stuff there. And, I, and, you know, and I'm the first one to sort of panic a little bit when I see that sort of stuff. think, I'm never yeah. going to do it. But you work your way through it, and honestly, it doesn't take that long. And then maybe two or three turns, and you realize how it works. And then the, the cogs start turning quite fast. And, yep. and turns were quite fast then, wasn't it? It was going investigator mythos, investigator mythos, really yeah. quite speedy. Yes. Once you get a handle on the – and I think the, the key there is getting a handle on the actions that you can do. So yeah. once you know how you can interact with the game – then you become you start to think a couple of turns ahead, so you know if you're trying to get to a particular point, you know you're going to have to spend a couple two move actions to get there, or if you you're close enough to an object that someone's already had a go and it's a puzzle that you will have a better shot at solving because you've got those investigator skills, yeah. then you know that you're going to interact with that object and you've got two turns to solve that puzzle. And it's, co- and it's collaborative, so you get to yeah. sit there and say, look, I can move this two spaces this way, but then how many action points have I got left? I've got this up my sleeve. I'm thinking about doing it. And I love that kind of... Um, I always love that kind of thing in a game. Yeah. When you're working together. There's also a certain amount of honesty that you have to display with, the ga- with the, in regards to the app because it can't see what you're doing. It only reacts to the roles you make, the choices that you've made, and it does yeah, rely the roles on you, tell you being it's made. <laughs> you made. <laughs> it does rely on you being honest. Sure. Uh, to run But there's loads of games that you can break with just being cheaty, can't you? You know, like um, like we were talking about Beyond Baker Street last month. You know, if you wanna True. you can break that game really easy just by being cheaty, you know, but yeah. where's the fun in that? That's right. Where is the fun in that? So the incentive is to The moral be... of the story is don't cheat, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be a good good person. Be a good human being. Look after your mansions of madness. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to giving it uh, more goes and getting I'm into some desperate. of these puzzles a bit more. Yeah, I'm desperate to have more, more of a game of go of this. Yeah. Um, we, Matt and I usually get together and we play it on a Tuesday night uh, over the month prior to the podcast. And I don't feel like we've given it, you know, it's like we've played it and I want to play it more, you know. It's like we haven't delved mm. deep enough into this one. It's almost like we need to spend next month playing it all over yeah. again. Well, we haven't had the opportunity to finish the scenario. Yeah. And that's because we've, of the time restrictions that we've had. That's Save not because game. of the game. Save game. There's Save game, point. yeah. So whatever state – now, this is, a, this is where it gets a little bit messy for a yeah. do. Because the Unless game, the app saves only so much information. So the app will keep track of the fact that there are monsters there. It'll keep track of fire. It'll keep track of uh, narrative items, locations of search points, all that sort of thing. But do I have the shotgun, Matt? Was it do me you that, have the shotgun? Was it me that had the shotgun? Was it me that had feed the mind <coughs> spell? Boy. I can't remember. That sort of That's stuff it. doesn't get saved on the app, does no. it? And, and there's nothing to help you in the game... To look after those sorts of things. So if Again, there was some sort of 
Uh, that, I mean, that's up to you. That's that's just bags or whatever with your. Well, character we just took. Card, we just used our phones. Just took photos of yeah, what our it. characters got. Yep. Any other solutions other than that, Jamie? Did you use the save game function? Uh, no, I didn't. We we played it through <laughs> the entire sessions. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I, I want to see how that. So we've we've got a game that's saved. I want to see if we can reload that, get it going. I'm sure we could. Yeah, we probably could, but uh, I think I overwrote it. But anyway, oh, <laughs> so we'll have to start a new one. I invested so much myself in that, <laughs> that adventure. It was an accident. Oh. Um, no, no, it wasn't an accident. I did it on purpose because it it gives you the opportunity. It's, <laughs> you can you? save the game. Yeah, you can save the game, and it, it it asks you if you're aware that if you start a new game, it will overwrite the previous save game. Are you sure you want to do this? Okay. That sort of thing. So, so it can only save one game at a time. Yeah, that's all it can hold okay. on to. One. Which, uh, I know, who knows in the future, maybe that'll change. So if you're playing with different groups or you know, yeah. starting with different scenarios, maybe. Hey, look, this game's fresh out of the box. It's, <laughs> you know, smelling brand new and no awards uh, stamped on the front of it. But uh, are there any expansions that, you know, that are planned for the near future? I imagine... The, all the two have ex- just come out. Two have just come out? Yeah. And all yep, of the they expansions... basically they basically recreate the content from first edition so that you can combine it all up and have uh, ah. more scenarios. So if you've just got the second edition, instead of going and buying the whole first edition to get a light gear, you can get it in expansion form. Exactly. Oh, good. And it actually, it's not just the base game from the first edition, it's also... The expansions from first edition. Yeah. Right there. yeah. So what I'm seeing on expansions specifically for second edition, uh, there's three either out or in the pipeline uh, beyond the threshold, which is uh, one that's not yet out, recurring nightmares figure and tile collection and suppressed memories figure and tile collection. So with respect to the app, all you have to do, and this is a great thing, is you can go into like... Uh, collections tab and that there you can turn on and off all of the uh, expansions and and versions that you have including first edition so you can then what happens is your your options for creating the map get bigger because you've got more tiles more tiles to access yeah so it integrates them all into the narrative so there like i said there were four scenarios but if you're playing those four scenarios but instead and then all of a sudden you're adding first edition game plus the second edition expansions and and first edition expansions Mm. then you've got a much bigger pool of options to choose from so there's a lot of replayability here the scenarios might be similar, but uh, this is what I mean the by setup dense. and the physical design of the uh, yeah. physical layout of the game is going to change. Yeah, that's what I mean by dense. Is that there's so much gear yeah. and it's going to take you. This feels like you could honestly just wipe. You could you could empty the game, the board game's covered, yeah. and say all you've got is Mansions of Madness too. What are you going to do? We're just going to sit down and play this. You go, I'll be, I'll be quite happy for quite a long time. Yeah. You know, it's like... Actually, I think I said before that I didn't think the game was particularly deep. I think I'm going to change my mind now because with those added expansions and things, it has the opportunity to have a bit of depth to the game. And the insanity cards uh, with, with, you know, having hidden roles or hidden effects on the game, I think that adds depth because... Uh, it's all it's it's information that only one player has. But I think they're just then, narrative twists, Matt. They, it's not they necessarily are. depth. It's not like oh. you know, like when you 
You know, like when you're playing magic, you know, you can play at a certain <laughs> level, then you realize there's another level deeper and, and there's more strategy to it. You're not going to talk about the meta game, are you? And you can just keep on going. <laughs> uh, and and the, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you yeah. open this whole universe of strategy. Yeah. This this doesn't have that, but it has lovely stories that mm. you can uh, figure out together. How do we get to solve this story? And, and, and that's brilliant fun yeah. in its own right. And if they keep pumping out stories and expansions for it, you know, like the little, little, uh, the kettle plastic yeah. cases they've got with yeah, other the narratives to blisters, it. Yeah, yeah, and then that's, I guess, that's what they'll do. So they keep doing that, and and I think second edition, which means it's going to be around for a few years before uh, it gets re-implemented again, if it does. Um, and and now that they've got both the game to expand and the app to expand. Whoop. Oh, sounds like Jamie's electrocuting himself over there. <laughs> no, I've, I've still got you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and most of all, you know, the what, what I do like about uh, Nikki Valens is that you can uh, change her name around, so it's Vicky Nalens. It works both ways. So even you know, lead designer there. No, no one. You can also change around uh, Corey Canizia and get Corey Canizia. Yeah. Wow, th- these guys have thought it through. Wow, I've... I think we're learning really what's involved in becoming a game. You designer know what we haven't talked Fantasy about? Flight. What's that? Pro tips. Oh, pro, pro tips. tips. I was we about always to have some. On. I was about to move on to your quiz, no. but we'll pro cool. tips. What have we got? Oh, let me... Uh, don't try to be a pro. Just go in there and try and solve the mystery. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Literally <laughs> listen Listen to every bit of flavor text. Pick up on the clues. There's, it's all about thinking in this game. Yep. Mine is... Uh, well, I think, David, yours was glue the... Miniatures well, down, yeah, right? it's all about all my pro tips are about miniatures that I wrote down. It was um, rioters three on a base and card into the base first, then the mini. So, what was I meaning about the rioters? Oh, oh, I think the they've got different there size are three plugs. of them. There are three rioters to one base, and they they do sit the way they sit on the base is different. You've got to get them in a certain sequence, I think, to fit snug to fit properly on the base. Yeah, and I think so. I think glue them, glue just glue them yeah. down. If you're not going to paint them, just get them glued down onto the base early, and be prepared to fix them up when they come out of the box next time. But um, yeah, if you put the sometimes if you put the miniatures into the base and then you slide the card in, yeah. you can't get the yeah. card in, or you destroy the card because it slides. It did damage. We did find the, there was a bit of grating. So yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, mine is simply. When you're choosing your investigators and you have your starting equipment, uh, think about the best way to distribute your equipment based on your skill sets of your uh, investigators. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. There's probably a ton of pro tips. We're not even going near here, but that's the the density of it all, isn't it? Keep your tokens in a bag with a hole punched in it. Oh, that's number one pro tip, of course. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, it's... uh, that was Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. It sounds like Jamie's getting electrocuted over there in Hurstville, <laughs> so we might pause here and uh, use electricity for some guitars and uh, get back to you See, in, a, in a second. Plug them into an amp. It's Matt's Quiz. Matt's Quiz. Matt's Quiz. Matt's Quiz by Matt this month. Yeah. yeah. No, no imposters or impersonators. We've never had that. It's always <laughs> been a legit thing as far as I can remember. That's right. No, we've had guest quiz masters. Yeah. Nikki. Phelan's Corey Konechka, if you're listening, this is where you'd be right now. <laughs> but no, it's Matt's quiz. <laughs> oh well, I'm I'm just a bit hurt that we got turned down. You know, okay. we had our first opportunity for a girl, female <laughs> designer, and 
Well, maybe she realise what we're. She turned us missing. down for the big dance. <laughs> maybe next time when she uh, when the next game comes out. There's always the next game. There is, unless there's always, of course there's not. There's always the next dance. <laughs> what have you got from Smash? Speaking of which, speaking yeah. of dancing, yeah, here is my Mansions of Madness inspired quiz. As we know, the game inspires the quiz and not the other way around. Yeah, heads down. Uh, <laughs> and we've got seven questions, all with various parts and pieces. But question one, which of the following is the scariest thing anyone can imagine? <laughs> this is subjective. <laughs> Just a dash. I'll let yeah. you be the judge of that. All right. Which of the following is the scariest thing that can be ever be imagined? Ghosts. Right. Vampires. Werewolves. Zombies. President Trump. Okay. Which is the scariest of those things that can be ever be imagined? Do we have to give reasons? Or is it sure, go into as much detail as you like. Okay. It's worthy discussion. <laughs> Question two. We've been very political. I think I opened with you can't help White it House these commentary. Days. I know, it's just so low-hanging fruit, isn't it, really? <laughs> Question two. Name the work of fiction the following ghosts originate from. Okay. Okay. A. Yeah. Banquo. Oh, shit. B. Nearly Headless Nick. Oh, Nearly Headless Nick. And C. The Ghost of Christmas Past. So which work of fiction did the following ghosts originate from? Banquo. Nearly Headless Nick. The Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, nearly headless snake's killing me. Time. Where's nearly <laughs> thinking time? <laughs> this is where you start thinking. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Question three. Yeah. Now this one's called the common denominator. Okay. So I've got three groups of it- of objects of things. Okay, with one word that connects all of the three things. Okay. okay, you've got. Go, You'll go get it. One more You'll time. get it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there, are, I've got. So, so for example, you're saying like if if you said dog, cat, and octopus, correct? We might say animals connects them. That's correct. Absolutely. Oh. You get a bonus point, Jamie. I was thinking food. That'd be wrong. That'd be wrong. You oh, get okay. a minus point, David. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would eat a cat, really? All right. Uh, no, so no. number one. I don't have to or eat a. it. Someone else might. All right. <laughs> a. Poltergeist. Yep. Stephen King's It. Yep. Killer Clowns from Out of Space. Oh. Okay. So what is the word that links, the thing that links those three things together? And this word is just in Matt's mind. <laughs> uh. Uh, <laughs> Poltergeist. Yeah. It. And killer clowns from outer space. I don't know what killer clowns from outer space are. Now, that's only the first one. Oh, okay. How many of these are there? <laughs> There's three. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a bit of time. It, Stephen King's it. What's going on in that one? Uh. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> Come back to it. Yeah. B. Diamonds are forever. Toys are us. <laughs> Patricia Arquette. 
What is the thing that links those three? Maybe I should have led with that one. Oh man, I like that one. That one's really dumb, but I love how the I love the dumbness in that one. That one's great. Well, there's another. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Okay. See, you found your level here, Matt. <laughs> the devil. Yeah. Charles Manson. Yeah. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. All right. And if you can find the three words, for, the word for each of those three things and put them together and come up with a sentence, yeah. you'll get a bonus point. Oh, boy. All right. That sounds great. I really wish I could do that. <laughs> this sounds like something that's way longer than the podcast length, actually, now yeah, that I think does. about I wanna it. Go, I want to take that away. And I, might, I might ditch one of the later questions. So you've got the devil. Yep. Yeah. Charles Manson. Charles Manson, right? And Michael Myers. Michael Myers. I wonder if I've even got the right mind, the guy in my head right. Okay, I'll tell you who they are. You know, well, the devil. Yeah, I've heard of him. Charles Charles Manson. Yeah, swastika forehead. <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers was the Halloween oh. baddie. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I had him wrong. Who was I thinking of? But I could easily substitute Michael Myers for Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees or oh, okay. anyone of that ilk. Um, okay. Okay. Yep. How are you doing, Jamie? Yeah, I've got some ideas. Okay. <laughs> some ideas are better than none. We all know that. Question four. What is the title of Chaosium's seminal Call of Cthulhu scenario featured in most, if not every, edition of the RPG Core rulebook? So what is the title of the scenario that features in all of the Call of Cthulhu core books? Wasn't there a rule at some point in time that 90% of listeners should be able to answer this and then we only look stupid to... This is a very easy question. Is it? it? Well, I think so. Oh, okay. No, then again, this is my head. My head we're talking about here. Okay. (laughs) I bet Jamie knows it. Yeah, I bet he does too. Jamie has read a bit of Call of Cthulhu again. There you go. Yeah. Question five. Okay, I've got three movie plots here, and you just need to come up with the movie title. Three movies. Yep. Okay. Okay, these aren't made up. These are real movies, and they were taken off IMDb. Yeah. All right. Well, so, fact, A. Yeah. A millionaire offers a group of diverse people a million dollars to spend a night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. What is the name that movie? Oh, I read a short story like that not too long ago. A millionaire offers a group of diverse people a million dollars to spend a night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. Hmm. Name the movie. B. Newlyweds move into a large house where a mass murderer... Murder? Where a mass murderer... God, my writing. Where a mass murder was committed and experience strange manifestations which drive them away. Name the movie. All right, I got that one, finally. We're, we're, we're 5B deep, and I'm feeling <laughs> confident. 5B deep, yeah. yeah. We've passed seven questions by now. Uh, <laughs> and C, yeah. a woman who lives in a darkened old house with her two photosensitive children become convinced that her family home is haunted. Oh, 
a woman who lives in a darkened old house with her two photosensitive children becomes convinced that her family home is haunted. Oh, I don't think I Name know that, that movie. I'll, I'll kick myself about A. I think I've got B and C. I'm convinced I've never heard of. Ah, I'm convinced you have. Really? Photosensitive children. Turn the page. The Tanners. Yeah, go on. <laughs> you right there, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Question six. Which Slavic supernatural being... Jeez. 90%. 90%. That's what I aim for. 90% of coffee. you know are already going, yep, you got it, yep. <coughs> Pause for golf. How's your Slavic horror story uh, uh, knowledge? Which Slavic supernatural being reputedly yeah. lives in a hut that stands on a pair of chicken legs? Oh, my God. Matt, really? <laughs> yes, really. It's Matt's quiz. If you didn't know you were in one, you do now. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's impact with these quizzes. Yeah. And there's one more question. Go on. Make it uh, quick. <laughs> what is Australia's... Allegedly, Australia's most haunted house. Well, what is Australia's allegedly most haunted house? Yeah, okay. And I, I'm willing to bet Jamie knows it. Is it in Sydney? It's not it's, Perth. There's no one here. Well, let's just say it's in Even New South Wales. Life. Yeah, okay. All right, so it's a little bit of local knowledge he probably has there. And by haunted, I, th- I assume you mean just mean most visited. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, right. No, 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 apparently. Well, we'll get into it once we get to the answers. Are we ready? Yeah, oh, we're ready. Ready for some answers, Jamie? Yep. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very unconvincing, yeah, sure. All right, question yeah, one. it was meant to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which of the following is the scariest thing anyone can imagine? Ghosts, vampires, werewolves, zombies, President Trump. Jamie, I'm going to start with you. Uh, it's President Trump. But not for the reasons you're thinking. Uh, that one, that one can't possibly happen. So I have to imagine it. Whereas all the others are real. <laughs> yeah, I concur in hundred percent with what Jamie just said. <laughs> yeah, God, what a scary thought. Um, you're right. Point H. Yes. Good. <laughs> Question two. Name the work of fiction that f- the following ghosts originate from. Banquo is from David. All right. It wasn't the it wasn't Ring. It was the other one that came out just after that, sort of like a Japanesey sort of thing, being with G. <laughs> not, not enough, Jamie. You, you need more than that. Oh, okay. Uh, Macbeth. Macbeth. Banquo. Yeah, Macbeth. Japanese. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, the, the Japanese version is Throne of Blood by Akira oh. Kurosawa. But Great I, film. but I hate <laughs> Shakespeare. I'm going on record again. I went on record. In a playwright's course saying, I think Shakespeare's garbage because in this day and age, no one knows what the bloody hell is going on and what anybody's saying, so it's pointless. Oh, oh, didn't they kick you out of that me, course? wounding me. This is, this oh. is the talk of a man who likes Iron Man 3, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, B, nearly headless Nick is Jamie from... Uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, bollocks. Yep. I put Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> really? There's oh, bound to be someone barely, called Nick. Nearly headless that, yeah. Nick. Nearly headless Nick Frost. No. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I don't. I haven't followed any of those movies. And who played Nearly Headless Nick? John Cleese. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't it then become... Um, oh. 
Wasn't like, it a then? Charles Dickens uh, novel? No, no, no. Um, About Christmas. Uh, Scottish guy singing. Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. No, I'm pretty uh, sure it was John Cleese the whole way through. The whole way through. Okay. Uh, I think Billy Connolly played a different ghost. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, quite quite likely. I'm with you, listener. I'm with you. C, the ghost of Christmas past is from David. Christmas Carol. Jamie. Uh, Christmas Carol. Correct. He's Quest- the second ghost that visits Scrooge. That's right. <laughs> so, question three, the common denominator. Let's. <laughs> yeah, I'm pushing it up the hill, people. Yeah. All right, poltergeist, it, killer clans from outer space. What's the word connecting it, Jamie? Stephen. Oh. oh, wow. Okay, oh, David? Television. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make so, a sense out of... Does clown sound familiar? But you had clown in the question. Yeah, I didn't mean it. They still connect. Oh, Poltergeist, okay. there was a clown. You know, the clown scene. Yeah, yeah. It. He was a clown, Pennywise. Yeah. Killer clowns. All right, fine. Go Have on. you done it again? I've done it again. <laughs> Because Poltergeist is directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And uh, It is written by Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm just looking, but I'm pretty sure is uh, also directed by a dude named Stephen. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> what and, a fight. And I totally fluked out on this. And Pennywise from It is actually friends with Harry Houdini. If, um... uh, directed by Stephen Chiodo. Yep. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome! Well done, that is, Jamie. Uh, that is awesome. I love it. That that's that's a coincidence. A seven lane hand first. Uh, what about B? Halloween, spooky. Imp- <laughs> Impress me with B then. Diamonds are forever. Toys are us. Patricia Arquette. David R. Uh, Jamie. The letter R, yeah. Okay, so if the first the one was... The word R, not the, the letter. F- yeah, the word R. <laughs> so if the first one was clowns, clowns. the second one is R. That's Let's see if we can get the third one. Yeah. The Devil, Charles Manson, Michael Myers. Who are you asking? David. Uh, I think you're going for something like evil, but... <laughs> it's my head, it could be anything. Jamie? Yeah. Uh, scary? Scary. Okay, evil is. Clowns are evil people. All right. Okay. Bonus point to... Uh, Clowns are evil people. Myself, I guess. I'm keeping that bonus point. Yeah, you can. Question it. four. Has, what's has the... everyone heard about the scary clowns? Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. Batman that came and started beating them up? Oh, what what, what is going on there? All I did was I ended up reading an article by a professional clown who was saying it wasn't fair because now he goes out and tries to play his cr- trade, which he's worked years to build, yeah. and people are just trying to beat him up. Which sounds a bit rough. Yeah. And they're, they're just idiots, I yeah. think. Oh, you know, clown hunting. Taking people. advantage. Yeah. But um, if you're doing this that, is how silly it, it is. Yeah. Like, we've, we've had a, we had our Halloween dress up at school, right? Yeah. And there was a disclaimer that went out and said, Matt's no, still in second grade. <laughs> no clown costumes are allowed to be worn. Oh, really? Yep. And oh, my goodness. no scary costumes that might frighten <laughs> children. Uh, okay, fair enough. I get the no scary costumes. Kids oh. might get a bit frightened, but the no clowns thing—it's just—it's gone wrong. It's but just not, the world gone nuts. But don't dress up as anything that scares anyone. That's a little bit like um, being offended by anything. Anyone can be offended by anything, and you can be f- scared by anything. Mm. So it's just well, let's just tools down and not Grr. do anything. It's insane. All right, question no. four. What's the title of Chaosium's seminal Call of Cthulhu scenario featured in every RPG core rulebook of Call of Cthulhu? Jamie? The Haunting. David? Oh, I put P. 
pass, but I'll oh. go for... It's The Haunting. Oh, okay. Point yeah. to Jamie. Originally called The Haunted House. Okay. Question five. Let's name those movies. A Millionaire offers a group of diverse people money to spend a night in a haunted house. It is David... Why do you keep picking on me? Uh, I don't know. I um, Jamie last. Uh, Cabin Fever. Da- uh, Jamie? That's not right at all. It's uh, House on Haunted Hill, isn't it? Correct. Oh, it was really that one. It was really that one. House on Haunted... What, the Shirley Jackson? Shir- Sue Jackson? Shirley Jackson. Both versions, the original and the remake. Oh, ah, I did think of that story, but I thought there's no way you're going to guess that one. Oh, okay, forget it. B, what about B? Let's see. Yeah. Okay, newlyweds move into a house where there was a mass murder. This is the last time I've got Strange an manifestations drive them away. What is it, David? Uh, Amityville Horror. What is it, Jamie? Uh, I said Poltergeist. Uh, it's the Amityville Horror. Oh, thank goodness for that. And the last one, woman lives in a darkened old house. This photosensitive children convinced that her family home is haunted. Jamie? Uh, I had no idea. I was going pitch black. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't say where the house was, did you, Matt? It's on another, another moon of Saturn or something like that. I've got no idea. I didn't write anything down. It's The Others with Nicole Kidman. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, that was a I'm good movie. <laughs> that was, no, that's a very underrated, no, I made that scary noise. story. I, I went, which means, nah. <laughs> and, the, and that's the same sound right, you make no? when Nicole Kidman's in anything. You go, <laughs> Look, I, I don't generally like Nicole Kidman films, except for... Uh, I think it was Days of Thunder, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, what a classic. I watch that all the but time. But The oh, Others is a great, that. scary story. No, look, I think I did see that and think that was all right because I think Nicole Kidman played a cold, heartless bitch yeah. you know, that would, which she didn't want to feel anything for, which is perfect because she brings that to the screen. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. She's very talented. But I enjoyed... I think it was a good movie. Anyway, number six... Which Slavic supernatural being repeatedly lives in a hut that stands on a pair of chicken legs? Jamie. Oh, see, oh. oh Yaga. What do you got to say for that, David? Oh, what did what did Jamie say? Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Oh, I didn't write anything. I just, Baba Yaga. I just doodled. Point for Jamie. <laughs> Question seven. Yeah. Which Australian location is allegedly Australia's most haunted house? I put, now, you, what have you got there? Kirribilli David? House. Kirribilli, yeah, full of the ghosts of politicians' past. Yeah, terrifying about, place. <laughs> Jamie? We wouldn't want to sleep there. Uh, I wasn't sure, I said Goulburn Jail. Oh, okay, turns out it's Monte Cristo Homestead in New South Wales. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's apparently, it's like <laughs> yeah. number two. Number, It's number twos. In if the world. You, if you stay there, you do number twos. Yeah. All night yeah, long. that's it. And guess what? <laughs> Speaking of number twos, it's that's Matt's quiz. All oh, right, God. <laughs> it's twos. All right, here we are in deep, deep, deep territory in Mansions of Madness. We've walked right to the back of the building here. <laughs> Spooky stuff going on everywhere. Gone mad with the quiz. We've gone mad. Yeah, we've gone mad with the quiz. <laughs> Less said about the quiz. Moving on, neats and twos. It's exciting times here. What have we got, Matt? Well, we've got uh, some comments made by a young Heath Wilder, yes. who is a, uh, I believe, is a Sydney resident. Okay. And his comment was, I used to love playing the consulting detective board game with my dad, and I'll have to check this out. Ailmentary, my dear Watson. Ail, oh, uh, no, ailmentary, my dear Seven Land like Elementary. Ailmentary, that's yeah. right. Because he then goes on to say... I might have been playing too much Belly of the Beast, 
which nah. I replied, too clever, too clever by far. Because uh, Belly of the Beast, of course, is what we reviewed uh, in our last extra. Yeah. Elementary Canal. Elementary Canal. Clever. Elementary, my dear Watson. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that, that boy is a genius. He even then went on to give us uh, some ideas for uh, Seven Land Hair merchandise. Oh, did he? We wanted to, to diversify from the badges. Yeah, what did he suggest? He's after uh, Seven Land Hand thinking caps. Thinking caps, yes. In the guise of uh, knitted beanies. I would like to point out there's not a lot of thinking that goes on oh, no, he said behind em- the scenes. Embroidered beanies. Embroidered beanies. Yeah. Okay. Well, my mum does a bit of embroidery. I'll see if she wants to, you know, put together like, say, four or yeah. five hundred of them. <laughs> so <laughs> based, based on that alone, uh, Heath, you're getting a badge from me. Yeah. Contact podcast at sevenlandhand.com and we'll send one out to you. Uh, just send us your address and stuff. Otherwise, it makes sending out to you very, very difficult. <laughs> Uh, Jamie, what's been going on in Eats and Twosland in your direction? Uh, well, not just my direction, but all over the country. Um, yeah. We've got a big, big, big uh, magic series that we've just announced at Good Games uh, where every time that you play in store, you're going to get a chance to uh, earn some points. And yeah. If you earn 100 points uh, over January to July next year, you get to enter the store championship at your local store. Yeah. And the top four from that go to the state championship. And the top eight around the country then go to a national championship at PAX next year. And the winner gets to fly to any GP in the world. Wow. That's an so awesome prize. pretty huge. So hang on. So what game are you playing initially? Uh, any sanctioned event in a, ma- in a good game store. Magic. Yeah. Fantastic. That's wow. really impressive. That's a, that's a great prize. And good games yeah. only yeah. as well. So clock up your uh, magic playing hours at yeah. a, a, a good game store near you. Yeah. Do it. Uh, look, I've started. I was I was uh, working a late shift, and I had to happen to have code names on my desk. And over the many many hours of sitting there staring at it, doing nothing else but staring at code names, the uh, fifteen minute icon uh, really started to bug me, and I threw it <laughs> out there onto the onto our Facebook page. And it started a bit of a uh, a bit of a controversy, didn't it? Because um, if we found out that pretty much little. pretty much no game designers or game box designers can get uh, an icon to match the amount of time that they <laughs> reckon you're going to have to play, what have you got there, Matt? You've got like a, a rocket jockey, rocket jockey, planet hopping, never stopping, thirty to sixty minutes, and they've clearly got ten minutes yep. uh, allocated there in their icon. Garbage. <laughs> uh, Peter West, uh, this was a good point, I think, that Peter came up with. Uh, he pointed out that that was uh, – it's more of a reference to how much pizza you're going to get through. So uh, <laughs> which I think was clever. Uh, and Job, then uh, Reese, uh, Tien and Hall, he covered for Codenames by saying it was actually a 45-minute clock. Uh, so the 50-minute sort of 22, 22 and a half. Well, that was genius, you so know. He's, arbitrary he's, placement of the numbers. Yeah. And then uh, Mark Bird and Gary. You remember Gary, our American friend who's, who went yeah. back to America? He's uh, Yeah, they, they argued it out whether they thought uh, Codem was actually going to take 22 or 23 minutes. But, man, heavy discussion there regarding <laughs> the stupid icons that they come up with for the side of boxes on our, the games that we play. Did you see the Quarriers one, which is just a uh, – the Quarriers one, which is a uh, an hourglass – yeah, with, uh, just a little bit of sand. It's not a script. Yeah, that was in there as well. Yeah. Well, an hourglass is a fair icon, I guess. So it takes time. To if it's play called the game. An, if it's called an hourglass, you kind of know what you're doing. But um, <laughs> otherwise, 
<laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's, it is. It's, a, it's an hourglass. Yeah, there was loads here, wasn't there? The, the grizzled was in there. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, well, look, um, we've been talking about Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition, and that's the uh, Game of the Month special for all of November. We're winding up towards the end of the year here. Uh, yeah. So good games are giving you the chance to get, well, not the chance, you can just lock in 10% off Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. It's a pricey game, so you can get a lot of money off. Yeah, if you go to your nearest good game store anywhere in Australia and give their staff the password, fellas, Wendy Adams. Wendy Adams. There it is. There's a bit of a delay between <laughs> WA and Eastern States time. I think Jamie forgot it. Yeah, this last, and uh, <laughs> Wendy Adams was his favourite too. And yeah, so absolutely. This lasts for all of November, and if 10% isn't enough, you can win it. Uh, for one lucky listener who comments on the Facebook post for this episode, which is episode 78, you can win the game, Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Why wouldn't you want to? You wouldn't, you because you don't have enough room in your gaming cabinet anymore because the box is huge. Well, then you just well, discard all the other games. Yeah. yeah, throw away all the crap and, or use it as a new coffee table. So comment on the post, now pinned to the Top of Severland Hand Facebook page, and one commenter will be randomly chosen from by Good Games HQ as this month's winner of Fantasy Flight's Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. And to go on one step further, Beyond Baker Street mm. has been won. We have oh, a, we have by a, who? We have oh. a victor. Any, a victor. Anyone want to announce who it was? It was... Now, I hope I get the name right. <laughs> yeah, go on. Fiona Correct. Blakely. Fiona Blakely Woo-hoo! has won Beyond Baker Street, so she can Sherlock her way ahead of Sherlock for the Hooray! rest of her life with a shiny new box of <laughs> uh, Beyond Baker Street. All right, we'll be in touch with you shortly, Fiona, to uh, let you know how to claim your prize. So it's, it's, it's as easy as that. So comment on our Facebook post, get involved in the discussion. If you got mentioned in the show, Get in touch. We'll send you a hypermergic nerd badge out if you want one. If you want one, uh, somebody got in touch. Uh, one of the uh, I had to dispatch a few this last month, and one of them was so local, we <laughs> saved a bit of money, hand delivered it, which I referred to as Seven so, Land Hand Delivered. Perfect. That's just perfect. <laughs> oh God! The, we, oh, how we laughed on the way, on the drive down. Yeah. Oh we, my we God. Claimed glasses. <sighs> that was my weekend. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we love your opinions. It makes the show a whole bunch better, and it's fun, you know, just having a bit of a laugh about stuff, you know, like we did with the the time icons. There, mm. it's something we look at all day, every day when, yes, we're, when we're gaming, and we didn't realize how far off they were. Uh, no. Just go for it. Put a comment on there. You know, it doesn't even have to be related to yeah, the start, game. If start you really something new up. Yeah, go, go for it. It's it's a free for all, and you know we we've got a pretty good response rate, or so we're told by Facebook. So yeah, uh, we always with uh, three of us there to take your calls. We're always uh, live for a chat. The magic guy sometimes could chime in as well. Yep, yeah, yep, it's terrific. Contact us at any time on uh, sevenlandhand.com, Instagram, Twitter, email us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com, or you can uh, single one of us out and just use our names at sevenlandhand.com. What about Matt at sevenlandhand.com? That would work. Jamie at sevenlandhand.com would work. Would totally work. Uh, and David at sevenlandhand.com would work as well. Yeah. But Matt's the best one to go for because it's the shortest. Correct. Yeah. Less typing. <laughs> All right. Next for, next fortnight, I think we've got um, – there's a lot of stuff to plan coming up with some yep. uh, beer and pizza shows and all that sort of stuff. End of the year kind of shenanigans. 
But uh, definitely magic. We would need to find out what Kaladesh has been up to, uh, what was Kuala Lumpur like for Aaron. Mm. Yeah, there might be a result or two that some people might want to know about. Humid, mm. I believe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next month. Have we got a next month game? I don't think we've got a next month game. Sort of sorted out yet. All right. Stay tuned. We'll announce it on the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll unbox it, I guess, Matt. That's it. That's your tip off. That's your tip off. That's your tip off. I'm looking forward to it. Pro pro tip if you want to know what next month's game is, see what Matt and I unbox. Maybe that's what we should do. Although we are going to unbox the others at some stage. Because it's huge. (laughs) I think that's a that's a good idea. A bit of an incentive there, David. Why don't we tie our unboxings? Mm into the reveal of next month's game. If we that, do that... Isn't that exactly what it is already? Well, no, no. Well, I don't think so. Haven't we? We've announced it in the past, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll either do what we're doing now or do something different. But anyway, mm. there's, a bit of, there's a few other things going around which are worthy, noteworthy. Yeah, go on. Uh, friend of the show, Ben Dutter, who yeah. is the creator, the designer of uh, Belly of the, the Beast. Beast. He's currently, Belly of the Beast is now live on RPGnow.com. Okay. Uh, sorry, drivethroughrpg.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, you're available to, it's, it's available for, for purchase there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so is that the, the moment, PDF or is that the hard copy? That's the PDF, but you can also yeah. order the hard, the copy, the uh, soft cover yeah. book or the hard cover book premium. So you can get them all through there. Uh, currently, that's sitting in the top five. Uh, hot games on our, on uh, drive through at the moment, yeah. which is great considering that's all based on sales. So he's doing really well, and, and, he's, and it recently appeared on Seven Land Hand. I bet that had it. something to do with it. Yeah, I think so. And uh, he's also put his latest creation, uh, Perseverant, is uh, yes. currently on Kickstarter. Yeah. So if you want to have a look at a game, he he specialises in writing games with different systems, different settings, different pens. Yep. He, once he's used up one pen, starts with another yep, pen. Yep. yep. And he never changes chooses the same color twice. No. So I've heard. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you if you're keen on having a look at a different game, uh, jump on uh, jump on the Kickstarter and have a look at the he, he really he makes his uh, beta test rules and his quick starts available, so you can always pick them up. Uh, for free, and yeah, there's a lot uh, of exciting stuff going on in RPG world. Yeah, moment, it. isn't it? So I've got currently uh, running. I'm finishing my end of the world series at, for the moment. Yeah, if I'm you're about, lucky enough to live in near Cannington, good yeah. games you can get in, and uh, Matt will host you an RPG in person on a Wednesday night. Yeah, awesome. and I'm about to jump into uh, Star Wars: Edge of the Empire. So yeah. for three for the, about the next six weeks. We all know what's been going on in the middle, but yeah. what's been going on on the edge? That's, That's right. where Matt lives. He lives on the edge. Yeah, with Bono and those other guys. That's right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he's he's on my he sleeps under my pillow. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Shall we? Uh, we'll get out of here, eh? Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Right, Jamie. I'd like to thank you for uh, spending all this time with us. And very, uh, even I know it's welcome. very late over there at this time. We, we're no, recording this one a bit late. Me. And uh, yeah, you sound good. We've, once we figured out that if we call you, we get a much better sound uh, quality. So uh, thanks for uh, humbling us I like how he electrocutes there. himself for the, for yeah, the purposes uh, uh, of recording that's dedication. the podcast. Yeah. There's that's, nothing I won't do for entertainment. That's no. commitment. <laughs> and uh, David, I'd like to thank you for letting me uh, come and play with your minis. And yeah, each week. it was uncomfortable at first, but I'm all right with it now. <laughs> You're used to it, you know. Yeah, there's a certain no. familiarity we have <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. and uh, you know, sort of thumb through your cards and and uh, 
play around with your uh, tokens. Looking for double entendres here, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming down, Matt. That was good. That's all right. we, we got through it. I, I was a bit intimidated by Manchester Madness. It's a big box. Yeah. It's got lots of stuff in it. It's uh, definitely something that I really... I, I, I love... I just want to be totally... I could just want to be Desert Island Discs with the game like this. I just want to be left alone on an island with one to five players... <laughs> And an app and a way to charge it. The desert island's not going to work. No. You can't take this to a desert island. No, don't no. do that. The um the the cardboard will start to bend and bow in the sun, and it'll fade. I've just noticed something. I'm looking at the Mansions of Magnus sec- second edition box. Yes, and there's a there's a lovely picture of a mansion there, and in the foreground there's an archway with a crow and yeah. uh, there's some like ominous looking clouds and things in the sky. But hanging out one of the windows is clearly a tentacle yeah. wrapped around some poor unfortunate investigator. And this is the first <laughs> time I've noticed it. And that's brilliant. It is. That's good. <laughs> that's, um, that's like, that's, uh, that's the artist obviously turning around and giving uh, a big uh, thumbs up to the reference material, the source yeah. material. So that's, Although it's the, that's conf- awesome. the confetti that's falling down from the gate as well. Like oh, someone, the rose petals maybe. Someone's getting married. Yeah, well, it could be, you know... It's beautiful. It's a game of romance, Mansions of Madness. <laughs> I think that's what I've learned from, from looking at the cover. Yeah, is that, that's pretty romance much Romance and yeah. love in the time of tentacles. Forget well, the last... Lovecraft, for, you know, he's got love in the name, right? Exactly. Forget the last hour and 45 minutes. It's all about romance. Mansions of Madness, romance. <laughs> Loving your craft. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone.